Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. My name is Sayon and I'm your spiritual sponsor. As I embark on my healing journey to finding my voice, my authenticity, my inner compass, I would love it for you to accompany me. Whilst doing so, I hope to instill inspiration for you to find your own unique voice. You too have an inner compass and are capable of establishing a healthy relationship within yourself. We have to be the change we seek externally in order to create some form of harmony within our lives. I will share my own past experiences and my experience thus far and how it has helped me make it to where I am now on my healing journey. This is a safe space for you to feel heard and seen. Although I'm not able to be with you physically, we are still connected on an energetic level, no matter where you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in, and now let's get started for today's episode. Hey you guys, welcome back to my channel. I'm super excited to be talking with you guys today. I know it's been a minute. The last time I was on here was New Year's, actually. And there's been a good reason as to why I've been absent. Um, I've been very productive when it comes to my artwork. I have been excelling and improving on my abilities. And I'm super excited for not only for today's episode, but for you guys to see my artwork and everything else I create moving forward. So this today's topic is going to be about the death, the rebirth and the in-between. And it's in relation to an art exhibit that I am showcasing in Chicago in a couple of days. So yay for me. Just a little summary and a backstory as to um, what gave me the opportunity to showcase in this exhibit is when I was in Italy, my friend sent me some information about a creative writing program. And of course, not knowing what it all entails, I sign up, I get in. And then just fast forward, at the end, they said that we do a project. And the project is based off of our own creativity. So we can kind of go crazy and wild with it. So a lot of ideas bounced around in my mind until I came to the conclusion that I'm a painter. I'm an artist. Like, I can create art. And I've already been... And those paintings that you see, I've been working on them for the past year. So I just never knew what purpose that they would actually have. And now, and even then, before then, even when I was all in my mind and overthinking, it did serve a purpose. But now it's going to serve a different purpose in a different phase in my life, especially in the phase that I'm entering. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm also, I just want to express my gratitude, not only for goal in the program, uh, for giving me the opportunity to showcase my artwork, but the team that I have, like my, my friends, my art mentor, everyone that I have met along the way has helped me get to where I am now. So I am definitely gracious and show tons of gratitude towards them and also show myself some gratitude like to give myself the pat on the back because I have worked so hard and diligently on my paintings but also to have some mental clarity is because this journey has been tumultuous it has been one hell of a ride but I'm just really happy that this year it's just, this is a year that I know that a lot of my manifestations are going to come into fruition. So before we get started in today's topic, I want to read you something that I would like to call my own 
contract, <laughs> my own soul contract that helped me not only stay humble, but grounded on this journey. And it consists of acknowledging everything that we experience in this life. So I, galactic being, human, healer, student and teacher, and manifester, promise to live my life to the best of my ability, to dream and manifest the life I know is meant for me, to surrender control and to flow with life, to know that my human experience is not a perfect role and there's always duality in this life, to know that in order to transcend, grow, and evolve, I have to put effort in most of all, to allow myself to experience life, good or bad, with every moment I have, to remain true to who I am, even if I get lost along the way, to appreciate the journey that I began and to continue to rise with the sun the next day, to always show gratitude to my spirit team who always moves mountains for me, to know that I am a soul experiencing a human life, to appreciate lessons even being taught to me, even the ones I do not like, to know that I am unique in my own way. My carbon print was made for only me, to acknowledge that I will make mistakes along the way in which I have the opportunity to make right another day, to have as much fun as I can in this life because that is my main priority every time. And scene. So, yes, let's get right into it, and I hope you guys enjoy. So the death, the rebirth, and the in-between all starts with I feel, and that is something I like to call the beginning of the end. And when we say I feel, especially those two powerful words, that is bringing acknowledgement and awareness to our emotional body. And our emotional body helps us to connect to other individuals and also ourselves. However, when we are not connected with our emotional body, our illusions are, they're like dead blooming flowers. So when they are nurtured, they grow in abundance. And the reason why they're dead because they no longer serve a purpose. And the reason why they're blooming is because we nurture them. And what I mean by nurture, I mean when we neglect ourselves, when we disregard our own emotions, or even when we suppress our own emotions. And when we're doing that, when we're in the habit of nurturing our own illusions, that's when we fall victim to our own circumstance. And that's just when our reality is compromised, our energy is compromised. So that means we are susceptible to the negative energy that surrounds us. And if I'm just being honest, there's negativity has a lot of outlets. It may not look like that on the surface, but the energy it brings can be detrimental to your healing journey. But also, if you look at it from a different perspective, it can actually help you grow. But again, that's why I say when we fall victim to our own circumstance and actually, instead of actually allowing it to teach us something about ourselves, that is when those illusions continue to grow. That is when you continue to feel stagnant and stuck on your journey. And it's also when you continue to feel empty and lost. Because this death phase is not meant to sit and wallow in it. It's meant to walk away from it. And when this is something I like to do personally, um, especially when it comes to our emotions. So how can I connect with my emotional body a lot more? And that's something I have an issue with is being vulnerable with myself. So something that I like to take into account, especially ever since I started my healing journey, is to pay attention to the moon cycles. And me personally, I believe that my emotions are in alignment with the moon cycles. So for example, you know how people talk about when there's a full moon, 
you know, people are out there acting crazy, erratic, emotional, you name it. That's because the moon has some sort of influence on how we feel and also how we feel towards other people. Because I believe the moon helps purge the inevitable, especially if you had an issue with someone or you feel uncomfortable in a certain situation or a dynamic, whether it's platonic or romantic, that moon helps influence the inevitable. It brings it to the surface so you can deal with it. And that's up to you because you have the free will to actually do something about it or not. To actually acknowledge it or not. And that's why, again, that's why it's important to say I feel because you start to acknowledge and bring awareness again to your emotional body. And that's how I look at my emotions. And it actually has helped me for a while because this full moon that just happened I literally have been feeling very emotional. And I've just been like, why am I feeling so emotional? And I looked at the sky and I was like, it's a full moon. Because I've been so busy doing so many stuff and painting is that I've been more focused on other things. But then when I looked at the moon, I said, I understand. But also not just saying, oh, the, the full moon influenced my emotions. No, understand what about your emotions that is bringing to awareness what area or aspect of your life that you need most healing in? What a part of your emotional body feels empty? Is it your heart? Is it your mind? Is it your spirit? So it's, it's digging deep into the why, asking yourself the why. And so when I look at, when I consider the, the full moon cycles, um, the sacral chakra comes into mind. And our sacral chakra is orange. That's the color of that chakra. And when you are in alignment with your sacral chakra, that is when you are challenged to relate to others and to yourself through emotions, through your emotional body. And when it comes to your sacral chakra, the reason why I said that it challenges us because you can't stay at, the, at a plateau forever. So when you are in alignment with your chakras, you are going to be met with challenges and tower moments. And that's going to be throughout your whole healing journey. And that's important because we can't stay lie dormant on our journey at all. Whether you're in the death phase or you're in between or you or whether you're just in the rebirth phase. You will start to become challenged. And then when you become challenged and when you're able to pass that phase, that is when you are evolving and growing. So when you start to begin to walk out of this death phase, that is when everything that's meant to help you grow and excel starts to come your way. And sometimes it will feel like a challenge. Sometimes it will feel like an obstacle. But nevertheless, it's there to help you and not hinder you. And so the importance of, I feel, the painting is the mask. So the mask is something that we display to our external environment and also to ourselves. So when that is when, um, so that mask is a reflection of our subconscious, essentially. So if you think about your subconscious, it's like a powerhouse of experiences and emotions. 
And when we do not understand the importance of granting ourselves the safe state space to express our emotions, that is when it starts to wear on our physical. So, um, like I mentioned before, it can only you can only go so long with suppressing your emotions because your subconscious will get to a point where it can no longer compartmentalize what you refuse to actually confront. And then that mask will start to wear and tear and all the emotions that you feel that makes you feel conflicted about yourself and those around you will start to wear to your external environment and everyone's able to see that. And that's why I have it purposely and intentionally have it on display. That's why it's out and open because there's nothing wrong with connecting with your emotional body and allowing people to see that because that requires true vulnerability and that's difficult. And the reason I say that is because I have firsthand experience having issues being vulnerable because I, if I'm being honest, I, I lack trust. And when you lack trust of self, you start to project it onto other people. And when that mask is displayed out in the open, it causes us to connect with our vulnerability, to not be afraid to actually acknowledge our emotional body. And you will be surprised how many people refuses to be vulnerable in front of others or really refuses to be vulnerable with themselves in private. You will definitely be surprised because especially if it's, you know, you know, to yourself, being vulnerable with yourself, it makes people, it some, sometimes people can think it's cringy. Sometimes people can, it can make them physically feel uncomfortable because when you are not in the habit of giving yourself that safe space to express your emotions, and then when you get the opportunity to do so, it's foreign. It doesn't make sense. It's uncomfortable. And that's why we can't wallow in that death phase is because that death phase brings us comfort. Those illusions brings us comfort. Those illusions are like a temporary high. And that's why people are so connected to it and have strings attached to it because it's so difficult to walk away from. Because when you walk away from your death phase, you are leaving everything behind that doesn't serve you any purpose. That is not meant to go where you're going. And that even means people, um, a home, a relationship, you name it. And that's why this death phase, the beginning phase is so important and it's such an integral part of our overall healing journey. Because you will continuously go right back to your death phase because I like to say that we have many deaths in this life. And me personally, I have many deaths in this life. So you will continue to be reborn again over and over again. Because with certain, when you begin to expand your consciousness, that requires a new mindset change. That requires a new perspective. And with a new perspective comes with the death. And then when we are truly are in agreement and acceptance of our emotional body, that's when we are able to move forward on our journey because that, that's when you have accepted the inevitable, that this death phase is coming for you whether you like it or not. And that's when you understand the purpose of the beginning of the end. 
which is the awakening of your authenticity. So when you have awakened to your authenticity, that is when you are ready to move into the next phase. The next phase is something I like to call the in-between. And the in-between is something that we rarely speak on. Because a lot of us, we are too reminiscent on the past or we anticipate the future too much. And regardless of whatever spectrum you find yourself on, you're not in the present moment. You're not in the now. And the in-between is everything that you experience when you walk away from your death phase, moving on up until you enter your rebirth phase. So this is the phase I like to call, I do. Again, like the two important phrases, like I talked about in the death phase, I feel when you begin to walk your journey, you say, I do. And I do gives your journey not only more purpose, but gives you the inner strength that you need to walk in confidence. So nevertheless, we are walking away from the burdens that we don't have any desire to entertain even the ones that we've created for ourselves. And those burdens, those illusions that we nurture can sometimes follow us and follow us for a reason. Because at times we don't truly understand what that lesson tried to teach us about ourselves. It's hard to take yourself out of the equation and look at your journey from the bigger picture because of how involved you are in it. Even if you're not grounded, even if you're not in the present moment, Sometimes you can be too stuck on a certain situation because of a feeling that it gives you, especially if it validates the emptiness that you feel inside. So that's why it takes so much inner strength to walk away from our death phase. Because I believe everything happens for a reason. But that inner strength that we have, it allows us to keep moving towards that rebirth. And so the vines that you see on the painting are the burdens that we drag along the way. And of course, those vines, again, they can come from our death phase, or these are new burdens that we carry along the way. Sometimes these burdens can represent the past that is gone, the future that is yet to happen. And the vines represents burdens placed onto us by those due to lack of boundaries. And boundaries are such an important thing to implement on your journey and to truly understand it first and to acknowledge that you possibly you don't have boundaries. You have a lack thereof. And that's why these vines and these burdens continue to follow you on your journey. It's because when we don't have boundaries, then we don't have respect for ourselves. And that means that we don't know how to communicate effectively to others and let them know that that makes me uncomfortable or I don't like it when you do that or I think I'm going to just say no or I'm going to just walk away from this relationship or this situation that does not feed my soul. And the vines are just a part of the illusions because when we ignore our emotional body and again, when, even when you walk away from your death phase, you are, you are still susceptible to ignoring your emotional body on your journey. So although it starts with a certain phase, it can continue when you are overthinking, when you're anxious, when you're stressed out, when your energy is compromised. 
And that's why it's important to understand what it, something has taught you about yourself, especially if it was a situation that occurred in the past. Because when it occurs again, especially in a different form, and a different experience, you know how to handle it. You can recognize it. And when we fail to do so, we give our power away. We give our power away to the people that no longer cares for our well-being. We give our power away to situations that compromises our energy. We give our power away to the negativity that we feed in our own mind. So when we take our power back, that's when we, we can say, I do walk away. I do walk away from what no longer serves me. I do walk away from compromising situations. However, I do walk towards my purpose. And then I begin to walk my talk. Because look, some, some people out there is just talking, they walk, and I walk and they talk. But, of course, you know me, I understand that it's easier said than done. However, there is so much power in I do. There is so much power in walking towards your purpose. Because it's not for, it ain't for, look, it is not for everybody. I'll be honest, sometimes the healing journey is just not for everyone because people, not everybody understands. But when you do understand, you can move forward with confidence, grace, inner strength, and accepting what you cannot control or change, especially if it has something to do in the past or things that are out of your control. But also, I'm, I'm a believer of transmutation that any type of experience that you've had, even if you deem it as negative, it serves a purpose. And those vines serve a purpose. So those vines are not to just, you know, um, just forget about or disregard and be like, okay, whatever. Then I'm past that, I can continue to move forward. No, I want those vines to be a reminder to never forget why you walked away from those burdens, why you walked away from a certain relationship, why you walked away from a community that no longer served your purpose. And to also understand why it cannot move with you moving, why it cannot accompany you on your journey moving forward. And that's such an important piece because those binds, those burdens, and again, they, they will show up again. But it may take a different form or an experience coming from someone else or something else that you do not recognize anymore on a physical level. But energetically, you, you recognize that type of energy, that low vibrational energy. You recognize it and you acknowledge it. And then you protect yourself, your emotional body from whatever in, that energy is bringing towards you. So... And when I think of, especially with this painting, what with, with I do, I think of yellow because, especially when it comes to inner strength and confidence, because yellow, and that's what that color represents to me. When I think of colors, the first word that comes to mind is confidence for me. And, but also the color yellow is in alignment with our solar plexus chakra. 
So our solar plexus chakra is our ability to have self-control. And if you can see the alignment with the last phase is our sacral chakra, which is our emotional body, our emotions. So it's an alignment with our solar plexus because it's our ability to have self-control over our emotions and not to have control over something that has nothing to do with us, something that we cannot control and the confidence to accept our reality for what it is. Because sometimes we don't want to accept something for what it is because it doesn't satisfy our ego. But nevertheless, when we do accept something for what it is, we start to understand how our perspective has a big influence on our ability to acknowledge our past, present, and future. So when you acknowledge your past, present, and future, you acknowledge it with acceptance. And then that you know you have to flow with life. And that's what that's where the the ability to have self-control, that's what the importance of our solar plexus chakra is, is to flow with life. And we are when we are not flowing with life, when we are not surrendering to our journey, that's when our sh- uh, chakras are blocked. That is when we are not able to move forward towards something. That's when our illusions get the best of us. That's when those vines become heavy burdens. But when you're able to flow with life, when you're able to surrender to the struggle, which is the personal inner struggle that you, the fight that you keep fighting, that you need to let go of because you're scared to move forward because it's out of your comfort zone. Because growth is uncomfortable. Growth is not linear. But when you do that, you can walk towards your purpose. And it's not to say that walking towards your purpose is going to be easy because it's not. But it is so rewarding at the end of the day. And then when we continue to walk in our purpose with confidence, with inner strength, that is when we are able to embody compassion. So when we walk in confidence towards our next phase, that is when we are ready to not only just ready, but have to have a great understanding of what compassion is for us and what that looks like. So this next phase is something I like to call I see. Because when we say I see, it's about experiencing compassion for ourselves without guilt. And when we see ourselves from a compassionate perspective, we're, we're not judging ourselves harshly. We're giving ourselves that space to not only express our true authenticity, but to express our emotions. And when we experience compassion, guilt will come along. You will feel guilty because when you are not used to doing something for yourself, when you're not used to giving yourself grace, when you're not used to loving yourself like you deserve, you feel guilty. Because in order to truly do that for yourself you have to make room for that ability to come in naturally and that means that when you make room for something new in your life the the old has to leave and that kind of reference back to the death phase that you have to continuously walk away from what no longer serves you you have to truly let go and to surrender And that's where that guilt comes in because we can feel guilty for letting go of relationships or 
communities or things that no longer resonates with us. And because there's a lot of emotion attached to it, there's a lot of strings attached to it. And sometimes people can make us feel guilty for no longer validating them when it comes to their ego, when it comes to the emptiness that they feel within themselves. And I'm just here to tell you that it is not our job to try to heal everyone. The way you heal people is through example, not by forcing your hand to help them every day or to compromise your own energy just to meet somebody where they're at so they can feel comfortable when they're interacting with you. No, your energy, it always, it needs to have, to be at a point or vibrate at a point where it serves you. So when I talk about not compromising our energy just to meet people where they're at, that's exactly what I mean. And it can make us feel guilty, especially when we put up boundaries. Putting up boundaries and implementing boundaries can make you feel guilty. And compassion is so it's difficult. And this is how I feel personally, to be quite honest. And this is something I've been struggling with for a while, but I've learned to give myself, um, grant myself with acceptance that at times I will not be fully compassionate towards other people. And at times I will. But compassion and, and to understand compassion, it requires an open heart. And the, the issue about having an open heart is because many times when we're triggered, our heart becomes guarded. Therefore, we feel guilty because that guilt that we feel is due to the pain that we project onto those who are not deserving of that type of treatment. Because when you know that your heart is guarded, when you know that, how can I give someone something that I can't even give myself that makes me feel guilty? Because if I cannot truly accept someone for who they are and truly love them for who they are, that means I'm not giving myself that same type of energy. So therefore I feel guilty. And that guilt sometimes manifest into resentment because it's like how do I not know how to be loving and compassionate towards someone else it's like we, we exist in this culture or in a paradigm when if we don't do better then we have to punish ourselves for not being the better version of ourselves or you know I'm an adult I should know better not to do that like no I don't believe that if you knew better, you do better because that saying doesn't have meaning anymore. It doesn't have substance. And the reason being is because if you understood better, you do better for yourself and for those around you. So knowing and understanding are two different things. And that's why when you are stuck in the mindset of, oh, I know, I know, I know, that's where guilt can actually play a part in how you feel about something. Is because you lack the understanding of the importance of having an open heart and an open mind, but also guarding yourself at the same time. You can guard your heart, but it can still be open. You can protect your emotional body, but it still can be open. You can still be vulnerable. It's just depending on your perspective, how you look at guarded. Because when you're triggered and you're not connected with your emotional body, then you're guarded in a way where your ego is involved. 
that you'll project your untrustworthiness onto other people instead of actually truly understanding okay if i'm projecting my lack of trust onto others that means there's something within myself that i i do not trust i do not trust the decisions that i've made because last time i I got hurt last time my heart was broken and now i'm guarded but if you look at it in a perspective of when you're responding your heart is protected but also still open to receiving and when you look at this painting i want people to truly look in the mirror and literally look in the mirrors that i put on the actual painting itself because those mirrors represent our reflection and how we see ourselves because if you ever heard of someone say um or just heard of the the term or the, the concept of the phrase whatever you want to call it, is when i'm looking at myself but not through myself so when your perspective is clouded when it's when it is compromised your perspective of how you truly see yourself is tainted it's not real it's illusioned and i will and i will continuously out throughout this story is referenced back to that death phase it's because it doesn't matter how far you walk away from your death phase you are still susceptible to the energy that that death phase brings you still can fall victim of your own circumstance. And so that's why those mirrors are super important is because we have to get into the habit of truly seeing ourselves as a human being to give ourselves that grace, to give ourselves the acceptance and the love and the kindness and the opportunity to be better than we were yesterday instead of punishing ourselves for not knowing something or not doing something better and then that's when you are able to especially when you truly look at yourself and not past yourself you're able to see yourself through the lens of your purpose and when you look at the world your community um your soul tribe or whoever you're connecting with through the lens of your purpose that is when your third our chakra begins to open and that's what that purple represents in that painting is our third eye chakra and our third eye chakra is about liberation and being more connected to our intuition and when we surrender that becomes our freedom that liberation from stress and to trust the process and it allows our perspective to evolve without external limitation or internal limitation and again, that limitation is burdens, or it's the vines, it's the, the blooming flowers. And again, you can, we can never forget those. We can never just truly erase it from our mind because it's meant to be there for a reason. And therefore, when we truly see ourselves and those around us with um, understanding and compassion, that is when you're able to move forward your next phase. That's the, the next phase is when we're right on the precipice of change. That is when we're right at the door of our rebirth. And that is super important on our journey. And when I want people to, when they look at this eye, when they look at that purple um, that embodies that whole painting, 
I want people to truly understand that you are perfectly imperfect. That although you can be the better version of yourself and work on yourself, you, you still need to accept yourself. And you still need to love yourself and connect with your emotional body and everything that comes along with who you are. Because that's why it's important for this next phase. Because if you cannot accept who you are, then that means you are not ready to move forward. And when we can accept who we are, then we can say the words, I am. And those two words are very powerful. Just like I feel, I do, I see, I am. It's just as powerful. Because when we say I am, we embody our authenticity and who we are. We begin to celebrate that rebirth phase. We, we walk in confidence. We wear our many deaths on our head as the crown. And that's what I am is about. When you look at her, you see all those black flowers on her head because that's her crown. It's because she understands, she fully embraces who she once was. You cannot truly celebrate who you're becoming without who you once were. So you have to extend that invitation to the old version of yourself and to tell the old version of yourself that I love you, that I accept you, and thank you for allowing me the opportunity to get to know who I'm supposed to become. And those different eye colors that you see in those flowers represent metamorphosis. Because as you begin to take your place on your throne, when you begin that that rebirth phase that's when the skin begins to to shed that is that's when you are able to see underneath and whatever you when you look at her face and her peeling skin that gold reflection that you see is her strength it's a part of who she is it's her inner strength because when i say i am that means I am, I am truly stepping into my power. I am truly walking into my rebirth with confidence, with compassion, with acceptance, and with gratitude and giving yourself the pat on the back, giving myself the pat on the back to say thank you for all that you have done for me. And I appreciate you because a lot of the times when we are too codependent on our paradigm, the wholesome culture, we don't truly give ourselves the pat on the back for all the hard work and the dedication that it takes to be on this healing journey. Especially when you begin to connect with yourself, when you put up boundaries, when you actually start to respond to your external environment instead of react to it from a higher perspective, it takes, that requires a lot of determination and mental strength. Because again, like I said, how when you first start to walk away from your death phase, that's not easy. It's not easy because there are so many people and situations that you have to say goodbye to that cannot accompany you on your journey. So when we say I am, that's when we celebrate our greatness. And the red that you see on that painting represents our root chakra. And our root chakra is when we begin to walk in our purpose, like truly walk in our purpose. Everything's about acknowledgement, awareness, and acceptance on your journey. If those are not the three things that I want y'all to remember, 
like those are super important and also with surrendering to your journey and when you look at that painting when you look at the red and the metamorphosis it's a great it's it's a great way to really look at how our experience is our muse whether you consider yourself an artist or not or creative the experience that we have in our external environment is our muse it, it serves as our inspiration and it serves as a purpose to continue to move forward that i do not accept anything less than i deserve that i am not going to go back to a compromising situation because it no longer serves me it does not resonate with who i am in order to do that I have to embody my main character energy because we get in the habit of being the main character in other people's story. So when you're the main character in somebody else's story, you can't say I am because who I am is for your stories, for your narratives, for your purpose, not anybody else's. So when you are trying to be the main character in someone's story, you end up hurt and confused because that their story or their purpose although it may assist you on your own personal journey it's not meant for you and it's easy to involve yourself in someone else's life and that's where the ability to have self-control is it comes into play is because when we don't have control of self that means we want to project control onto other people and then when you are over controlling on other people's story and how they make their decisions you're not embodying i am you're not helping yourself but what you're doing is putting yourself in a situation to for failure and you're going back to old behavioral patterns that you have a lack of understanding of so i am is an important phase in this journey. And all of them are important. I said it before. I do is important. I see, I feel is important, but I am is also, is when I look back on these last few years, I'm kind of shocked because I have how the, the, the lessons were difficult to understand. And at times the same lessons may be recycled again in the near future or in the present moment. But nevertheless, I've came so far. And that's the and that's what I also want people to celebrate about themselves when they look at this painting is that I came so far. I am victorious on my journey. I am celebrated. I am my own main character. I am love, I am compassion, I am acceptance. So I am is super important and then when we when we are ready for that full rebirth that is when our heart chakra begins to open so when we have celebrated who we once were and who we're becoming that is when we are able to fully relish and indulge in our rebirth phase and this is a phase I like to call I love so this phase was inspired by my travels to Venice Italy 
And if I'm being honest, the scenery in Venice resembled true beauty. Like the, it was just the essence that I was captivated by. It was the love and the air. And I felt that on the emotional level. And then when I was there, I realized that we cannot comprehend true love without understanding that it starts with ourselves. First and foremost, that self-love is a rare form of love that many of us do not have the opportunity to explore because we're too busy giving it away to others freely. Because we think that when we validate someone of our love of them, whether it's platonic or romantic, that completes us. Because it's that exchange that we believe that we're, you know, that we're getting. We, get, we believe that we're getting that reciprocity and when in reality we're not. You're just getting crumbs. And that doesn't validate you. It actually makes you feel less worthy and feel that you're not enough because you're you're not able to receive that that type of energy back. And so when we get in the habit of doing that, we just begin to lose ourselves in that process of giving. And we just forget altogether that it's important to give it to ourselves first before we extend that type of energy to others. And when we begin to truly accept ourselves, even the parts of yourself that you do not want to embrace, our heart chakra begins to open because in order to truly embrace that all that you are, that requires compassion and acceptance of self. And loving ourselves without condition creates a pathway to our authenticity. So when you look at this green painting, when you look at I love, you see that four-headed woman sitting on her throne with, um, with acceptance, with pride. And that four-headed woman is me. It's a representation of all that I am. So my ego, my inner child, my higher self, and my shadow. And that's when your heart chakra truly begins to open when you accept every part of yourself, every perspective that comes with you. So our shadow side is considered many things. So when you look at your shadow side, our shadow side associates with darkness, being cold, mean, hurtful, painful, neglectful, or even just ugly. And our shadow side is codependent on negative memories because those are the only memories that it's associated. And like I talked about in our death phase, our subconscious is the powerhouse for those memories. And that um, the neglectfulness and the, the suppression is a form of validation that allows our shadow side to relish and to excel in darkness is because if that's all that we know, then that's all that we think about ourselves. Especially if someone's told you your whole life that you're not enough, that you're not deserving. And although it's a lie, you will begin to believe that about yourself. And your shadow wants to be heard and seen, even if that attention comes from a low vibrational place. So again, when you believe certain about yourself, especially if it's something that someone's projected onto you, you will begin to seek external low vibrational validation for things that actually does not serve a purpose in your life. This is something I want to mention. Being angry, being sad, being frustrated or confused are not negative emotions. They're not actually bad. It's just that your outlet may be misguided. So, um... And then when it's misguided, you think that you think that it's negative, that that's a bad experience that you had, that you begin to feel guilty for feeling that emotion because 
no one's ever told you that feeling that emotion was actually healthy. That sometimes you would even be punished for feeling the way that you felt. And that's why what happens when we do not know how to regulate our emotions, our emotions has to have an outlet somewhere. It has to be um, projected somehow. And then when we are triggered, we project those emotions that we deem as negative onto others. Because we think that they are a reflection of our actual reality. But in actuality, that's an illusion, a lie that we've told ourselves. That in order for me to be who I was told my entire life, I have to act that way. I have to project that same type of behavior, that energy that people are giving me onto someone who's actually not deserving of that treatment. But of course, you don't recognize a good soul, a good hearted person. When you see one, it's because when your shadow has take full of control over your narrative, then everything around you, you feel like is an illusion. It's a lie or it's hurtful. And then you become victim of your circumstance. And, but the thing of it is we have to unlearn the pain and the trauma that our shadow side has experienced. Even the ones we put ourselves through. And when we unlearn something like that, it takes time. But that's why it takes compassion. And that's why we go back to the other phases I see. It's because I truly see myself and I accept what I cannot change. Especially if it's something that happened to you in the past. And it's okay. Because although you may have fallen victim of circumstance, you are not defeated. You are not damaged. You are not broken. All of us can unlearn what we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves. And so with Shadow, when you look at that painting, you see a symbol on her forehead. And this symbol is the Ghana symbol. It's an African symbol, which represents perseverance. So despite what we have experienced, we continue to move forward. Because our Shadow side has a lot of suppressed energy that can be transmuted into something positive. And it also can be transmuted to help shift our perspective to understand that our past experiences are not to hinder us but to excel us forward and that you can uncondition yourself with the beliefs that someone projected onto you about yourself that's why transmutation is important because your shadow side has so much energy and when that energy is misguided that's when you begin to fall victim of circumstance to your shadow but when your energy is guided from a higher perspective, that is when you are able to transform. That is when you are able to fully accept what you cannot change. And next we have our higher self. So like I just talked about our shadow self, our shadow self plays an important part on our journey as well as our higher self. So when you're looking at your intuition or your inner compass or whatever you, you want to call it, our higher self is the parts of ourself that is compassionate and forgiving. However, sometimes our higher self overextends 
our energy because we see the potential in others. And there's nothing wrong with seeing the, the, the best in other people. However, when we see the potential in other people, they don't see that within themselves. And that will begin to manifest into someone taking advantage of you because they see that you have a good heart, that you will are accepting of them, that you will continue to validate them. But that becomes a burden because that person will drain you of every inch of energy that you have. And it does not guarantee that others will agree with you or see their own potential eventually down the line. They just may never see it and that's okay. But the thing about our higher self is that it sees things from a big picture and it leads with the heart and the steady mind. So when you are leading with the heart and steady mind, you're able to understand that I cannot help anybody. The only person I can help is myself. And therefore, when I'm helping myself, I can help and heal others through example. Not forcing our hand to always be in someone's life and to guide them. No, to lead by example. And when your higher self responds from a place of compassion and acceptance, then you can truly understand that not everyone will able to see their own potential and you will let that illusion go. Because that illusion, oh, excuse me, and that illusion derives from lack of self-control. Because when you cannot control yourself, that means you will project that controlling behavior onto other people. And again, that relates right back to our solar plexus chakra, the phase of the in-between. So our ability to have self-control gives us the ability and to understand that we sometimes we have to leave people where they are. Even if we're, we're re responding from a higher perspective, we have to leave people where they are and we have to allow them to make decisions on their own behalf. And you may not ever understand why people do the things that they do, but we have to accept what we cannot change and, and to surrender any control that does not belong to us. And with our higher self, and when you look at her forehead, she, she also has a Ghana symbol and that represents greatness and leadership because when our level of awareness and understanding transforms into wisdom that becomes an invaluable gift that's given to us when we need it the most especially in times when we want to overextend ourselves just to help people because you have learned from the past you have learned that i cannot control what i cannot change but I can only control how I let it affect me. And that's invaluable because you are always going to have to reteach and relearn things about yourself and to come back to a certain level of understanding that, okay, this is not my part. I have to put up my boundaries. I have to walk away from this. But also that I am an example to others. And that's how others will be able to see their own potential through the example that I'm portraying and projecting onto them. And we are not great through popularity. <laughs> we are not great leaders through an election. We have to understand that when we realize that the purpose we seek is far greater than ourselves, that is when we can truly begin to lead by example. 
Because it doesn't matter how many people like you, how many people don't like you. It doesn't matter if you feel like, oh, I'm a great leader and because people, they want to put this me on this pedestal. No. What makes you great, what gives you the ability to lead is the purpose. And knowing that the life that I'm living, my healing journey is bigger than I am. And not on a superficial level where, you know, you don't matter. No, it's bigger than us because it extends to source. It extends to our actual soul beyond our human comprehension. That it is bigger than ourselves, than our physical human body. But it doesn't mean that we're not important. No, that makes us even more important because through this physical vehicle, this our human body we we use that to walk into our purpose to connect with source beyond our comprehension at times because at times i'm gonna be honest with y'all i'm connecting to a certain someone in the ethers my spirit team or my ancestors my benevolent ancestors at that and at times i don't even understand what it is that my human mind is trying to comprehend but then when that that type of energy starts to be transformed into understanding I don't even question it I just know that it's connected from a higher place a place far greater than my human comprehension and that I know that I am here to lead by example so therefore I do not seek popularity therefore I do not seek to be elected or to be put on a pedestal so therefore I'm ready to lead by example So when we connect with our higher selves, then we are able to truly understand our ego. So the thing about our ego, our ego is insecure. Our ego can be codependent and sometimes even arrogant, right? But when we let our ego control our narrative instead of allowing it to influence our decisions from a different perspective... And that is when we are reacting to our external environment instead of responding from a, a higher perspective. We allow our inner perspectives to have some form of contribution. So when we allow our ego to step in from a different perspective instead of taking full control, that is when we give all of our perspectives the opportunity to have contribution to the decisions that we're going to make. And so our ego has to learn how to let go of control and make peace with it. And when you look at ego's face, she doesn't have eyes. And the reason being is because she walks in faith and not by sight. And that, that African symbol on her forehead represents strength. And so when ego's energy is transmuted, she becomes less codependent of others' views and opinions of her. So therefore, she doesn't need to see because she embodies her inner strength and that acts as her guidance. And that what helps us, what helps her move forward and um, continue to journey on. Because walking in faith and not by sight is not an easy thing to do, especially when it's coming from ego. Because our ego wants 
validation. Our ego wants to know that everything is going to be all right. But we have to learn how to trust our intuition and that our intuition, our inner child, our higher self and our shadow is the guidance that we need. Because when we truly accept all that we are, we begin to embody that inner strength some more. And then we have our inner child. So our inner child is innocent, naive, and at times careless. So if you think about a little kid, sometimes they can be careless, but they they don't have a care in the world for a reason because they ain't got to pay bills. Look, I'm just playing. Now, actually, no, I'm not. I'm serious. They ain't got to pay bills. That's why they're not stressed out. But <laughs> a little joke. Um, however, our inner child has an open heart. And it's the closest connection to source. I believe that kids are the closest to source, to God, whoever you guys um, believe in. Because as adults, we, we really take life too seriously. Like, we are dependent on surviving and this wholesome culture, and which is super draining and difficult to even stay present. Because we never ask or permit ourselves to enjoy life and to actually relax. It's like we have to give ourselves that that grace to say, hey, just take a break. You've literally been just going at it, like chill. But telling ourselves to chill makes us feel like we're not doing enough. But the thing about our inner child is that they can lead us out of, of a mental state of worry and confusion into a mental state of going with the flow. And how our inner child can also make decisions that's influenced by an open mind and a heart. So this is also a part of the part when you have to, um, did I just say part of the part, <laughs> part of the process where you have to trust the pro the journey, you have to surrender to it because when you surrender to it, you're surrendering to your inner child. And then when we nurture our inner child, the less stress that we may feel about the things that we experience in life, even the ones that we do not necessarily like. And I come back to this again, it's because you will not like a lot of the experiences that you go through on your journey. But nevertheless, it's happening for you and not to you. So do what, do what you would do to make your inner child happy and have fun. Like do whatever it is that you like to do as an inner child, but make it a little bit more practical. So do what you can to make your inner child happy. Do what you can to acknowledge your inner child and have fun because that is your our first priority as humans on earth is to have fun, is to make the best of our situations, even the ones that are tough to deal with, to confront, to, or to even make peace with. And so... The symbol that you see on your inner child's forehead is is nurturing because when we nurture our inner child, it helps us stay connected and in tune with ourselves. And again, all that you are play an integral part on your healing journey. So it is so important to connect with each and every version of yourself, even your shadow, because all of that energy can be transmuted to actually work for you you just have to look at it from a different perspective and to also understand that 
on your journey, what's happening to you is not happening to hinder you or to keep you stuck mentally, but it's really meant to learn more about who you are becoming. Who are you becoming? And that is the a great question is who am I becoming and whoever I envision and whoever that I imagine, do I like what I see? And if you do not like what you see, especially if you allow your circumstances to get the best of you, then you have the power to change that. You have the power to walk away from a narrative that no longer resonates with you or you feel like it won't resonate with you moving forward. So that is I love. And our next phase that we're going to walk into is called I hope. And so as you see how accepting she is of herself, all that comes with her, she sits on her throne with pride, especially when she's connected to nature. And how her throne is connected to earth. Her legs are connected. Because nature is our greatest healer. Especially when it comes to this journey. Nature has played a very important part. And it had a profound impact on my journey. Because at times when I feel confused or feel stagnant. Especially when I put it in my mind that. My stagnancy is not progress. I go to nature because it helps me feel grounded. It helps me connect back to myself. And that's what nature represents in that painting is my my biggest inspiration. And the microphones that you see that are hanging from the tree represents me speaking my truth, represents me speaking into my authenticity. And... Not only walking in my purpose, talking in my purpose. And that is in relation to the scrolls that are her arms. Because as you can see, she doesn't have actual arms, but they're scrolls. And that's connected to the microphones because those scrolls represent my testimony. Those scrolls represent the challenges and the obstacles that I have faced that I am the living example of what I have experienced. And it's a part of my story. And those scrolls will continue to get longer and longer. As long as I am here on this earth breathing and experiencing life, my testimony will always be my truth. And lastly, this last painting is called I Hope. And... I hope is the foundation of the death, the rebirth, and the in-between. That is what this journey relies on. And hope is the foundation of all that is possible on my journey. That at times when I didn't feel that this journey was for me, like being a better version of myself is, is whatever. I'll still, I can still do what I want to do. I can still act out of ego. I can still be low vibrational, it's fine, everybody else does it. And that was my subconscious doing that. It wasn't me consciously saying that to myself. That was my subconscious because every time I continued to move forward, there was a challenge and an obstacle came there to challenge me, but challenge me for a reason. And I had to learn how to change my perspective on that, but also I had to learn how to have hope. 
that I will weather the storm, that I will navigate my way through my own darkness. And to truly understand that small wins are successes. Small wins creates empires. It creates kingdoms and a dream that we can make tangible into our reality. So I hope that when you look at this painting, you truly understand that hope for some, yes, it can be just a word, but for those that truly connect with hope, knows that it's their lifeboat. That especially when times get really hard and you feel like you have nothing else to hang on to, to rely to, that little ounce of hope can make a difference in anybody's life. And it's made a difference on my journey. So thank you guys for accompanying me on the death, the rebirth, and the in-between. Definitely stay tuned for all the episodes that are there to come after this one. Um, I will work on definitely being more consistent with my podcast. But the great thing about it is I've been productive with painting. So me doing my artwork, um, it serves a purpose. And that just moving forward, I love doing these. I love doing series of paintings and telling a story behind it. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Or even send this to someone you feel like it'll resonate with. Bye.